Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. Tonight's episode is titled No More Heroes 3, as I'm very excited to talk to you all about my time with No More Heroes 3. Joining me here in the Shack one more time, Garrett Bland, Rebecca Stone. What's going on, guys? Hello. Doing fine? Hello. Yeah. Doing good? Rebecca's got, Rebecca's got the lights going. I do. Yeah. I got to drop some, some of good my lighting. lights back in here, right? <laughs> Good stuff. Look cool. Thank you. Um, before we get into the show tonight, let me thank those that support us over on our Patreon, all of our producers. So thank you, Michael Masick, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Ben Moxham, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calico, Kyle Hyman, Devin Tyus, Josh the Bone Sobber Bony, RJ Kern, Horse Girl 69. Nice. Nice. Zach Adams and Joe Wilson, as well as AJ Pentecost. We've already dropped a, a few things over there. I've got several things lined up this month. It should be a busy month over on the mm-hmm. Patreon. We're going to be talking horror movies. We're going to be talking DLC. We've got Dollar Cinema, and we'll have Sweet Hangs, you know, the month nice. of me and Sean for patrons. It's good so, stuff. It's good value. The very first episode of Play Some Video Games has already released early to patrons at the DLC nice. level, $3 and good. up. For those of you that would like to hear my new podcast, Play Some Video Games, you can subscribe to it by clicking in the notes here in Nintendo Shack. Just open the notes and the link is right there. And uh, it'll go live this weekend, Sunday. The show goes out to the public on Sunday. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did recording it. We had way too much fun making <laughs> fun of each other laughing. It was a lot of laughs. It was pretty good. <laughs> and then uh, we did an entire segment on our worst opinions, like our worst arguments that we've ever had where i gave like six and nobody else gave any hmm. so it's, yeah that's just me i'm the only one that has bad opinions you're the only uh, one that wants to admit your bad opinions good, that's very, and willing to defend them very yeah. true very true um so let's get into it as we do each each and every week by talking about what we're up to garrett yes what are you up to i'll be quick i i actually beat the game that, that took did forever. It. I did it. Finally! <laughs> and I did it because I'm stubborn. And I kept with it. And I finally beat it. I beat Monster Hunter Stories 2. I'm really glad I did. Um, that last boss was a pain in the butt. It took me at least six or seven tries. Because it was just super uber difficult to me. I don't know about other people. But to me it was. And I'm glad I, I stuck through it. Um, it's a great game. Great animations. Um, I've said what I've said in that game over and over again in this show. So I think I'm good talking about it. Um, so let's pass that. Right Celebrating now. the fact that you beat it. Yes. Thank goodness. So I am in limbo right now. I'm, I'm playing various games throughout like all the consoles. Really? I may even playing destiny too. Isn't that crazy? Tony? You, Oh God. Yes. I'm, I'm in the, the, to the destiny route right now. I feel like I'm playing trolled. with dev. <laughs> I'm not playing with Dev. I need. Did he I put need you to up to this? Up the, no, no. <laughs> I I actually reached out to him because I'm so confused of what to buy and what to play in that game and what to do. It's yeah, it's a, it's like a labyrinth. 
It's like, do I go to this planet? Oh, this planet's like season pass. I don't know what that means. Okay, do I have to spend $70? I don't know. Um, but he, he straightened out for me, and I'm doing pretty good with it. It's pretty fun. He swears it's super easy, and I'm the only one in the world that doesn't. No, I, no, I, it's massively complicated. I have no idea like, what to do and where to go and how to get there. And Exactly. It's it's super complicated, Dev. I just I still don't get it. I spent like an hour just fighting people in the overworld. Had no idea that that was like the overworld, and it doesn't. I wasn't progressing or anything. I was like, then why are they here? Why are we? <laughs> why what is, is happening? Here? Who does this? What video game I don't is know. like this? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Yeah. A, a live service game. Yeah, Destiny's not my jam. Um, I've been playing Axiom Verge 1 still on the Vita on the way to the bus. Chipping it away at it. It is a very nice standard classic Metroidvania so far. I don't know. I would say, oh, it's like the best ever. It's so fascinating or great or whatever. But it's good. It's a good, it's a good game to play on the bus on the way over. Are you going to play the second one when you finish it? Not necessarily. I, I got, heard it's like I heard it's different. I heard it's different. I heard it's pretty confusing. This mm-hmm. second game, it's like hard to get into. So I'm not gonna like beat myself over to gain the second one. The first one I've had just for a while, and I was like, I need to go and and, and beat that. And it's on my Vita, so it's pretty easy to travel around with it. So still at that. And actually, guys, I bought a game today on Switch Ooh. for two dollars. It's called Grand Guilds. You know, you know what kind of game that is, Donnie? Grand Guilds? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. It's a very small game. You know what it, the genre is, though? It's a card-based strategy. <laughs> I'm so glad that you got to see game. how much of the world also hates card-based strategy games. It's like a sudden turnoff for people. Thank you, I'm Marvel. Just, goodness. I reveled in it. Just <laughs> watching all these fans. They were so hyped after Jeff Keighley announced Marvel yeah. game. They had Wolverine and everybody's like, yes, Marvel, it's going to be great. And they're like, and when you use our card-based strategy game, yeah, everybody uh. just <laughs> nuked it on Twitter. Just constant hatred. I was just like, let the hate flow. Let the hate flow. Here's what I'm going to say about this, all right? To the people who knew this was an XCOM-like game, tactical role-playing game or whatever, and hated it, like you, Donnie, and like, well, just dismiss it, you're beyond redemption. You have no hope, okay, <laughs> of, of getting into this game. I get it. Now when, but, but some people said, oh, I'll keep an open mind. And then they say card-based strategy. Then everyone's like, oh, it my shuts God. Down. So Everyone worst. shut down. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> the cards is literally the only difference between that and an XCOM game is the mechanic of using the cards as skills instead of fixed skills. That's all. That's really the only difference. Cards is not really probably a big play here other than having a random set of skills. I don't know. I'm still excited for it. We'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm still going to wait till reviews because I know these strategy games can suck and like they can have horrible reviews. So I'm, I'm still going to wait. I'm not going to waste 60 bucks, but I'll keep an I eye love, on it for it. I loved a yeah. couple of things. Yeah. I love being your villain on this. This is it's a, really nice, actually. This is a villain that I can get behind. Like, this is a role I can play. I also love that you doubled down on it. Like, you dug I in. did. Yes. And I, and I respect that. As somebody who will also double down on the things that I enjoy, I have mad respect for that. You're yeah. wrong, but I respect it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Slay the Spires on sale right now. I think I'm going to grab it on Switch because it's so good. I've never played it. 
that's fine. You don't have to play. I've been told you know? uh, like every episode of this podcast, people are like, you should really play Slay the Spire. Nope. Why did they recommend it to you? Is that a card-based game? It's on Game Pass. Okay, like, it has nope. the two worst genres for Donnie. It's roguelite and it's yep. card-based. It's a what if they added? What if they added golf DLC to it? Oh, nope. golf DLC? That would I be saw that good. golf rogue and I got tagged about 12 times, which I do mm. appreciate. And I m- might play it, maybe. But the moment I was like, it's a rogue, I was like, nope. Nope. Sorry. I love golf games, Can't but do I don't it. love them that much. <laughs> There's a line. It's like, you look, you're going to die, and you're going to start all over and try again. Isn't it fun? No. 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 It's not fun. That's not fun. It's actively not fun. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole audience for that. <laughs> love it. Uh, everybody, like Ryan, if you'd like to to put in the comments how much you don't like card games in your video games, then I'll I'll share it. But if you're like Adam, who agrees mm-hmm. with Bland, yes. it's not going to get shared. Nobody's ever oh, going to see it. Oh, no. There's a bias me. right there. Oh. Is not it? until next week. <laughs> I'm going to see cards all across the chat. It's going to be highlighted. It's going to be great. It's out of your hands. One of them. Be one comment. <laughs> the whole time. I like card-based RPGs. I wonder if the new host would like it. Let's see. Mm, good question. Good question. Mm. Who's the third man? Who is? Do we reveal that tonight? Do we? No. Oh, we still no. tease it. Cool. No, Ooh. you gotta gotta have the surprise announcement. Garrett, uh, I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and say now you gotta yes. start the show with just you and Rebecca, and then bring the third person on. Like, don't even give them the, don't even give them the joy of seeing it. Before. Oh, even with the video and a, everything, a He's big like, reveal during the show. It. Yep. We're going to have flashy wow. animations, too, and everything. Kyle. Should we have hints leading up to it next week? Could. We could. You know, we'll see. All good stuff. I'll see. Is that it for you, Garrett? That's it. That's it. You can. I'm, I'm good with my card-based games. <laughs> what about you, Bex? So I was getting pretty knee deep into Samus Returns and I still am. It is getting a little bit harder. I'm trying to track Mm -hmm. down all the Metroids in each area. Uh, There are some tough parts. I haven't really figured like any, I haven't really hit any parts where I'm stuck on where to go next. I feel like this game is a little bit more linear, a little bit more intuitive in that I can do the scan on the map, figure out, well, here are the places that uh, I, I haven't been to yet. Here's where I can go and really just kind of work my way through each of the corners of the map to keep progressing. So I'm not really stuck with that yet. I have died a bunch of times at certain certain battles have been really tough, um, but I'm still working on that game. And I got a little bit interrupted because I have been playing a certain game by everybody's favorite uh anti-hero would you call mm. wario an anti-hero is that yeah. something that you would call him i think um so. i am playing and i have been playing WarioWare get it together which comes out next friday um so i am playing it for review i am i'm not gonna say too too much about it right now i'll definitely say more next week uh because my review will be out next week on monday uh, on wednesday uh so we'll be able to talk about it on the thursday show um but uh, I did stream the demo when the demo came out. What was it last week or two weeks ago or, or whatever it was? Um, so some people kind of know like what my thoughts were on the demo. The game has been fun. Um, if you have enjoyed WarioWare in the past, you will probably also enjoy this game. So that, uh, has been taking up some of my time today and, uh, yesterday. And 
Today, <laughs> I was able to get quite a bit of time playing uh, WarioWare because we had a huge storm come in. If mm -hmm. you've been following the news and you've been seeing all of the tornado warnings for the East Coast and the, and the flooding and whatnot, I was in the path of all of that. Yeah. Uh, we had significant flooding in my area and tornadoes touching like 15 minutes away from me. It was really scary. Uh, we So I started, I went back to work this week uh, mm -hmm. at school school and we had our first day for kindergarten on Wednesday. Today was supposed to be the first day for all students, but it got canceled because of the storm mm -hmm. yesterday. So the first day of school was postponed to tomorrow uh, yep. because of all the flooding and, and tornadoes and power outages and stuff. So it was quite eventful for the past 24 hours. We had to hours. delay Empire last night because Elaine yeah. didn't have power. Yeah. She lived near me, so we yeah we were in the um the the path of it all, and it was scary. Like we don't mm -hmm. normally get like tornadoes don't happen here, um, but it happened, and it's it's getting scary and scary. There have been two tornadoes that have touched here in the past month, and that never happens. It's freaking me out. Rebecca, I'm I'm just gonna say welcome. Yeah, to it's climate channel. change. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And it scares me because it's only going to get worse and worse. And like, we've like, when has the first day of school ever been canceled ever? And like from a tornado? Really? Like what? Yeah. And flooding. 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 It's rough. Yeah. As you see New York City, it's like. It was bad. It's underwater. Yeah. Literally for like a whole day. Like, I have so many pictures saved on my phone of like places near me that have just like feet 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 of, of flooding it's so scary mm -hmm. um but I, i'm safe you know all my loved ones right. are safe we luckily fortunately didn't have you know in my immediate area like no property damage or anything like that so that is fortunate but hit a little bit too close to home this time so it's scary all of our family so most of melissa's family lives in new orleans and uh around new orleans and none of them left they all stayed because oh. they were like it won't be that bad Oh, like they're right there. They don't have any power like and it's like 104 degrees <laughs> in New Orleans. So today. That's rough. Yeah, I don't know how, but, you know, they, they're there. They're they're safe, too. So, well, that's, that's good. A, yeah. It sucks to hear, Rebecca. I feel like a lot of people don't take it seriously. Like I was getting all the alerts on my phone. I even made a, I made a joke <laughs> about it on Twitter just because of the absurdity of it, where first I got the flood warning, like seek high ground. Then I get the tornado warning, seek low ground. It's like, yeah. well, which one do you want me Go to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's just scary. Yeah. Bet. Yeah. yeah. Tornadoes are frequent with. Outer bands from hurricanes happens all the time. But yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. And so tomorrow will be the first day of school, only for it to be five day weekend. So I'm just rolling Could be with canceling it. school for COVID, like so many of us yeah. are. Hey, you never know. I feel like that's bound to happen at some point. <laughs> if it's not COVID, it's bus drivers. My my yeah. my kids' oh, school wow. districts are going to four day weeks because they don't have enough bus drivers. We were so short-staffed last year, and that could easily happen again this year. Yep. Until until further notice, next week they go four days a week. They're wow. having a digital day because they don't have enough bus drivers. Oh, gosh. Jack was telling me they had kids, like, standing. Standing room only on the bus. That cannot be safe. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's why they're they're scaling back on that. Without front. any masks. 
without any mask mandate. My kids are in masks. Okay. But but yeah, they're not. There are few. <laughs> there are few. There are few of them. Yeah. Um. Well, I I, I did get sick. Remember, I started the show last week. I did get yes, sick. Yes, you did. I was, I, I was sick. Um. I don't know what it is. It's got to be something viral. I thought it was allergies. Uh, it's definitely not. Um. But you know, I did I did take COVID test. I was negative. So it, at least it wasn't that, or at least it wasn't that yet. Um, just lots of like drainage, head, chest congestion. Mm-hmm. If you can hear it, my voice still have chest congestion. And like, I lost my voice like on Tuesday. I thought I was going to not make the show, but I, uh, yesterday I started feeling better today. I feel well, um, just need to like recover, right? Mm-hmm. Let the swelling from all the coughing and everything go down. So mm-hmm. while I was sick, I laid in the bed and I played a lot of No More Heroes 3. Nice. Quite You've been bit. looking forward to this for so long. So long. I honestly never thought we were going to get another one, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. There was definitely, if you had asked me when I started this show, if there was an Over Heroes 3, I'd be like, absolutely not. Um, it wasn't until like that switch was announced and we saw Suda and he, like, he, you know, he mentioned it. And even then, it was still like, yeah, but are we really going to get are one? Are we really? <laughs> yeah, but, and we did. And, um, so I, I talked about it on Place and Video Games, uh, for those of you that want to click over to the other show and listen. Um, but I'll go ahead and retread it. I am going to talk some spoilers, if you don't mind, because it's my show. It's my last show. <laughs> you can do whatever and you want, man. <laughs> I don't know anybody else that was playing it. So I don't want to hear anybody that tells me that they that the spoilers, because if you didn't get the game, <laughs> like I don't know anybody <laughs> else that got it. Um, but... Uh, the game is, if you're asking me my critical opinion, the game is not very good. Um, mm. It's it's fine. It's just not, it definitely doesn't hold up to, I wouldn't say the expectation or standard that I, that I would like it to, to, to be at. It's very similar to the first game. Very similar. Mm, okay. And if you've ever heard me talk about it, I think a few people have asked me on the show before, like which one I would recommend people play. I typically recommend the second one. Because it's a more streamlined experience. The first one has an open world that really feels padded um, and kind of not necessary. It was cool when it was released because on the Wii, there wasn't a lot of open world games on the Wii. And that was like the time mm-hmm. when open world was awesome, right? Um, now we have lots of open world games. And um, so the first one, the first No More Heroes, the open world is kind of boring to trek through. Well, this one has an open world, as we've seen. Uh, for uh, all of the little marketing video blurbs and everything. And it doesn't run well. And that's true. I can tell you that even with that patch, it runs like poo. There's lots of stuttering, lots of hiccups as you're driving around. It has a ton of texture pop in, like I've never Mm -hmm. seen before, um, where you'll actually just be standing still and you will visibly see like buildings start to blink as Uh-oh. texture like pops on them or <laughs> shadow textures will start to pop. So it looks like the buildings are blinking. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's, it's not good. Uh, the draw distance is also like really short. Remember in breath of the wild. Like if you, I'm not sure how much you ever really pay attention, but if you stare really hard at breath of the wild, you can visibly see like a line, like 30 feet in front of link where everything kind of like textures in. And as you run, you can see like the line start to detail mm-hmm. that's here too. Except it's much closer and it's like much more pronounced. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is fine. I don't play pseudo games because they're, you know, the latest and greatest in performance. But considering where these, the first two games were, I think this one's almost a step back from there. Um, 
especially like considering the remakes, like if I was just to put it on a, in a comparison to the remakes that were just released, the HD remasters, I'd rather play those and I'd rather recommend people play those because they run better and they look better. I, I think the style overall looks better. It's like the new game has a lot of realistic textures with foliage and buildings and, and stuff like that. And I, I think it misses the mark in, in, a, in a major way because I kind of like the simpler, flatter versions of No More Heroes better. I think it mm. it added more to that style. It made it more look more like comic, like that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that um, comic book style, like yeah, cell right. shaded. Yeah, type yeah, of the cell stylized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, whereas the more realistic stuff, I feel kind of, I don't know, kind of takes it away. And the fact that it doesn't run well makes it makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest issue with the game is that it um, is kind of a slog. It's kind of a slog to get to the end. Um, I really, really put some time in it. It feels um, padded. It feels prolongated more so than it needs to be. Um, neither one of you have ever played this game, right? Mm-mm. No. Okay. So the fir- in the first game, Normie Heroes 1, you, you, um, you basically have to raise money by going and playing these mini games. You cut some grass, you collect some coconuts, things like that. And then you raise the money to then earn a fight. Then you go to a location and you have like a boss fight. So like you go to the school and you fight your way through the school to the boss of the school. Then you have this big battle with the school boss and there's like this big cutscene and everything. This game is very similar, except that in this game, No More Heroes 3, you don't have to do the mini games to raise money. Um, they have like these, I'm going to call them like coins, diamonds. Mm-hmm. They have like these coins that you earn from completing battles. So basically you just go to a yellow dot on the map and that's literally all it is. It's not a location. You just go to a yellow dot on the map. So it's like, go here. Mm-hmm. You go there. There's a little spot on the ground that lights up. You walk onto the, the little light spot. It transports you, teleports you into a battle arena. And then once you're in the battle arena, this is really nice. The game looks and runs great. <laughs> once you're in the battle <laughs> arena, it's fantastic. It's just um, a matter of getting there. Yeah. Once you get there, it runs great. Problem is that it's very generic and they do this over and over and over again. There's nothing really unique about these. They just throw more and more and more enemies at you. It's just like more and more and more and more battles. Um, and you just do it. So like every boss battle, you've got to earn three or four of these diamonds to then unlock the boss. And then you go to the spot on the map with the boss and then you do it again. So it has the mini games, little grass mower, little, you know, you can collect scorpions, things like that, but they're not required and you don't have to do them like you did in the past. Like you just have to go do these battles, but you have to do these battles to progress forward. I see Griff Mendez uh, comment in here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting there. Listen here. The game is not very good. I'm telling you that as somebody who plays a lot of games and I hope that you respect my opinion on them. I'm not, I would never tell anybody a, a bad game is good. I absolutely fucking love playing it. So don't get me, don't, don't, don't read my, my criticism as I hated the game. Very much. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right. So you do these battle arenas and you just have to do like a hundred of them. It just keeps going. You just have mm-hmm. to keep doing it. Um, so it's a chore. It's a chore to get through the story, which is the good it part. Sounds like way too many. Like if they had cut that down, it might have been a lot better. If they had cut it down, though, the game would be like four hours. That so? is, I, that's no, rough. no, no. You're not. 
you're speaking to the choir here, but I, I'm like, I know why it, I know why it's there. It's so. I would cool. rather a great four hours than a really lengthy, unneeded eight hours. And I beat the game, I think, in a 13 hour, 14 hours, I think is my time mm-hmm. on my save file. Um, so it's not a very long game at all. But yes, you're right. It's a very, and that's what I, that's basically what I realized about an hour into the game. I was like, Oh my God, I love this game. Six mm-hmm. hours into the game. I was like, nobody's ever going to reach the end. Like I was, mm, Kevin is a, yeah. a Suda 51 fan and no more heroes fan. He's played all the other ones as well. I'm not like, I wouldn't bet him because I, I like he would do it just to spite me. But <laughs> exactly. like, I don't expect that he'll get to the end. Like, I don't think he, I don't think most people will like it after you've played it for like five hours, like you've seen everything the game has. Right. Um, okay. So let's see something really nice about the game. Okay. By far the best combat in the series. The Ooh. combat is excellent. It's superb. Um, which, you know, like makes the battles better. But again, after a hundred of them, like you're just over it. But the style, right? Or not the style of the game, mm-hmm. like visually. That's not what I'm talking about. The style of the combat and like mm-hmm. the effects that the post effects that he puts on screen when your beam katana clashes against the enemy or when you kill a person and the kill screen comes over and fades in, it has just really crazy pseudo style. Like all of his overlays, the HUD, the menu elements that pop up, um, everything is like sparking or twitching or glitching or shaky, you know, and like it just, there were certain times when you're in the middle of a sword fight and you're just like, wow, like look at every, like, it's just, there's a lot going on, man. It's purple and yellow and fire. And, you know, like it, it just gets really crazy. So that's a lot of fun. You also have these death glove uh, abilities that you earn throughout the game where uh, these are brand new for the series. So you basically get like a power move. Um, and these, these make the game, um, somewhat fair because you have the ability to like slow down enemies in like super slow time for a certain period. You have the ability to just like teleport yourself into a drop kick, like all the way across the level. Um, you also have the ability to like force push people. So you can just like make a, like a Jedi, you can just throw people. Um, and you use these, you need to use these to defeat the bosses because one of the other things about the combat that I think no more heroes fans are really going to enjoy about this game is hard. I, mm. I listened to uh, one person, a YouTuber that I, that I respect on the pseudo front and he talked about how easy the game was. He might be right. I thought the game was really hard. There are multiple enemies that can instantly kill you if you get hit by certain attacks. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, they throw a lot of enemies at you, and you've got to juggle a lot of them. Now, you can do things like you can eat sushi and carry in, like, um, like so you can eat sushi to get buffs before the battle. You can also mm-hmm. bring sushi with you to, like, heal you while you're in the battle. Um, so there, there are ways, like, you you know, you can stock up and bring mm-hmm. stuff with you, but it's a tough game. It's a really tough game, way more than the other ones, in my opinion, um, have ever been. Um, mm-hmm. There were a few times where I was struggling. I thought I was going to have to drop down from normal difficulty. I was like, I don't know if I can do it. And the last boss, then the last boss, he's just got shields like galore. Oh, uh, And the bosses, I haven't, I didn't write all down my thoughts. So like there's part of me is trying to tell you everything, but trying to not forget something. The bosses, so if I sound spastic, that's why. <laughs> the, the bosses, um, they just have a ton of health. That's another part. It's like not only are yeah. they hard. But you, they're long, like they're, you know, it's almost like a, the entire game is like an exercise in, 
in commitment and endurance. <laughs> yeah. Just Does it going. tell you how much HP they have? Most like, of them do. Okay. Most of them do. So you always know if what you're doing is working. Yes. Yeah. You do get on that side. Yeah. You do definitely get the feedback, especially with the bosses. You get the feedback. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, yeah, the open world is boring. It's <laughs> not important. It doesn't run well. And it's, you spend half your game there. And it's a bummer. It really is a bummer because it feels so much like the first game. But it's been 20 years. It shouldn't feel like the the first game. It should feel Mm -hmm. like a a new game. It doesn't feel like a new game at all. We've seen indie developers do open world games better than this, in my Mm -hmm. opinion, in terms of – definitely in terms of performance, but also in terms of feeling alive and feeling like – you know, like it adds to the game. A lot of times open worlds – you'll hear other outlets say like the open world is a character. Like it brings something to the game. I didn't feel like Santa Destroy was a character. It just feels like it's like um I would let's see if I can say so okay, to use a comparison. Garrett, have you ever played like a Dragon Ball Z game? No. I don't do oh, those games. I'm sorry. So if anybody's played a Dragon Ball Z game, you have those open worlds, like they're open, but there's nothing out there. So it doesn't I see matter. what you mean, no, yeah. That's kind of what this is. There's nothing to do there. This they have a few things that you can like hide. You can unclog toilets, you know. Anyway. That's not why I was playing this game. It's playing it for the story, right? I want to know what happens to Travis Touchdown. Um, as I mentioned last week, you know, Suda said this might be Travis's last game ever. This might be end for No More Heroes. He said goodbye, No More Heroes. Now, Suda said a lot of stuff and then went back <laughs> on it. So I, I don't yeah. know how much stock I'm putting into that. But he did say that. So this might be the end. Story-wise, the game sets a tremendous hook, like one hour in. Okay. Um, Foo... The evil alien guy, mm-hmm. he just wrecks Travis and all of his friends. And he gives you that Thanos moment where you're like, I've got to kick this dude's ass. Like, you know, I can't, yeah. you know, I can't let him get away with this. Then the game goes on for like six hours without really anything meaningful happening. That's so long. You fight these bosses and they have like cutscenes, but they're not important. You don't know who they are. They're not flamboyant. Like they're not glamorous. They're not over the top. You know, mm-hmm. they're not memorable. So I thought all the bosses are going to be that way. Not so fast. You get to like five, four, three, bosses get much better in terms of being characters that you really care about. Um, you go through a rap battle. That was cringy and awful. It's real bad. But then you go through like this, uh, like a horror game, like a school, like a, it's very like fatal frame, like Silent Hill. Um, and so you basically do like this little fatal frame mini game before you get to a boss, which is really cool. Um, and then Garrett, you'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. There's an entire boss that's Final Fantasy. Oh, great. He just brings you in and he's like, we're not going to fight like you want to, Travis. And they throw you into an RPG nice. and you get little turn-based mechanics and you've got to cool. do this turn-based thing before you actually get into the game. Uh, you fly into space a few times. You have a few big mech battles. The really cool things when I talk about spoilers, I don't want to spoil everything. I am going to spoil the ending because it's the best part. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's very shack. It's yeah. very Nintendo specific. That's why. Um, but the, he, Suda has talked about how, how much, um, he similarly views like Travis with like Rocky and how much he wants them to have, you know, in Rocky three, where uh, Apollo and Sylvester are, like training on the beach and like they play in the in the in the beach and they throw water on each other. Have you guys seen like the gifts in the movies? No. I, I, sorry, <sighs> I, I'm so sorry. Famous movie scene, right? 
he recreates that entire movie scene with Travis in the game. This is mm. just ridiculously absurd, which is really funny. I'm so glad I got to watch it. It just came <laughs> in like the 10th hour. I was like, man, I need a lot more of this up front. Um, story gets absolutely crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. Travis's brother comes back, kills him. Travis comes back from the dead. Um, you fight the evil boss only to then find out who the actual evil boss is. And then you're teleported to the final battle in the game is a fucking Smash Brothers stage. Yes. Travis in Smash. 2D, it lines up, it looks just like Smash oh Brothers Battlefield. Gosh. And then you have a Smash Brothers fight where you hit the enemy and you take damage percentage and you have to smash them off screen. I need this. So it's very clearly <laughs> obviously a reference. Like clearly. Yeah. Even at the end, it's like winner and it like shoots across the screen. Oh, that's like it. This he, is crazy. You know, he just does it himself. He puts Travis in Smash, so Travis for Smash. That's good. That was the highlight of the entire game, was just this if moment. Stacker, I won't do it. I will. Exactly. That's exactly what happens, which was that is awesome. Amazing. <laughs> and then there was this crazy post scene where Fu's father comes to kill him, but then Travis's kids come from the future to kill Fu's dad, but what? they're like chibi. It's. <laughs> This bananas. game is crazy, man. It's absolutely <laughs> bananas. Um, it was very like, there were so many times where I felt like there was Dragon Ball Z inspired. Fu mm-hmm. kind of comes off like Cell. Like he's kind of coming to Earth. He has like these Cell games, this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he always wants to fight Travis like at his peak, you know? Um, it, it feels very Dragon Ball Z, especially at the end. Like with Fu's dad coming and his kids coming from the future. It's very Dragon Ball Z, like Trunks and Frieza and stuff. So mm. it's just very, just Dragon Ball Z plus Marvel plus Thanos plus Rocky 3, but Travis Touchdown and Suda 51. And it's just one game. Um, I'm very much glad that I played it. I enjoyed it. I, I got to the end. I think of all of them, I think it was my least favorite in the series. Doesn't mean I think it was bad. It just doesn't play very well. I'd be very interested in what a PlayStation version or a PC version looks like. Mm-hmm. Maybe all of that gets fixed up. But even if they fixed up all the technical issues, it still doesn't stop. Excuse me, I need to drink. Go for it. <coughs> Go die on us, Donnie. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. It doesn't change the fact that the game design's old. When I tell you you go to a spot in the map, I'm telling you, like, you just walk out to like a yellow dot on the sidewalk. And yeah. then you jump into the battle and you're like, why am I doing any of this? Why it doesn't you- sound like it has enough immersion. Is that the word no. I'm looking for? And, and the open world has tons of like invisible walls and barriers. Oh, this is so bad. When you look yeah. at the map, um, so you basically use this tunnel, like you go to a bridge and then you can like fast travel to different islands. Um, but like half of the islands on the map are not accessible. Even after it be the game, like they're on the map, you can see them, but you just never go there. So hmm. you're like, why? Why are they here? <laughs> why are it they? It looks on the map? like. Does it look like you should be unlocking it or getting there somehow, but you just yeah. can't? Yeah. I was like, is this DLC or something? Like, that's awkward. Not- <laughs> Am I still here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I'm still with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. I thought I thought I maybe I dropped or something. No, no, you're good. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, it looks on the map like there's stuff there, but there's nothing. There's nothing there. And, um, yeah, 
So I just have one question. Um, with the combat, I like I'm still not understanding. Is it just a hack and slash type of deal, or what's the combat like? It's hack and slash. It's hack okay. and slash, but there's combos. There's it's combos hack and with slash it. And combos. Okay. It's okay. it's not like it's not like like a muso though. Sorta, but not quite. Okay. A little bit more involved in that. Okay, um, I see what you mean. It's it's not as like mindless as that. I guess is the better way okay. to put it. A little like, bit more active, s- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. More and like the bosses, a- do they have weak points? Like, oh, yeah, ha- if you hit it in this certain position or this yes. certain timing, they'll they'll like, I don't know, like go down or whatever. They have, um, yes, sort of. Yeah, most of them have some sort of opening, you know, yeah. where you can do damage. Um, a lot of them will have shields and things like that where you can't do damage or you do less damage. Or they need to be, like, buffed, like you need to gain a special effect to do more damage. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that they add in this game that they didn't have in the before ones is that you have a perfect dodge. So you can parry and then slow cool. down time. It's extremely important for bosses, especially toward the end of the game. So it's definitely a- like Ghost of Tsushima, right? More like that than a Muso. Oh, okay. Not cool. quite, but Sounds more good. like that than a Muso. It's definitely more deliberate and intentional. Cool. Cool. And uh the and the the enemies that you fight are stout. You know, like they're mm-hmm. not just you know, like a Muso, they just stand there and you just hack away at them. That's not like this at no, all. No, they they go after yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, they'll come after okay. you, they'll surround you. Like I said, some of them have instant kills. A lot mm. of them have um specific abilities that make you have to use your your power ups and things like that. Like you've got to do that to to progress forward. Mm. Okay, cool. Sounds good. <clears throat> if I had to rate the game, I'd probably give it a six. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't feel comfortable telling you it's great or it's an eight or go out and get it or anything like that because it's not. In so many ways, it's not. If you mm-hmm. really like Suda Fifty One, you like No More Heroes, you should play it. Um, I think I like Travis Strikes Again better, and. I think that one that I think that might be a hot take because um the reviews I was retreating there was a lot after, of reviews that are good. There's so many and, and people that I know have played No More Heroes for a long time. Um they've said it's their favorite one in the series and I think that's what definitely sets me apart because it's not for me. And I and No More Heroes Travis Strikes Again had so much more lore and story building mm-hmm. and world building. And I enjoyed like the the variation of the the, the gameplay because mm-hmm. that one was way more like muso hack and slash but it was constantly going like from 2d to top down and then you do like racing levels it was more oh, arcadey cool. that one was way more fun plus it had better story than this one this one feels unfinished mm. right that's the thing it's like they figured out how to do like this combat and they were like that's the game so let's copy and paste that a hundred times, and then we'll put a couple of cutscenes at the beginning at the end of it. And I, that seems harsh, and I don't, I don't mean I'm sure building games is hard, but like when you compare it to the other ones and how those campaigns went, like this one doesn't, I don't think, meets the mark. I see. It's not good content, like uh, like meaty yeah. or or any kind of significant content. Yeah, no, like no more heroes two is still my favorite in the series. Um, and those, like every boss in that game, has its own giant like cutscene, its own like little backstory. You're doing a huge fight. You do a huge fight. The thing that I think I was missing most is, like I said earlier, I always bring up the school, I bring up the stadium. Like in those games, you go to a location, you fight your way through the location, you fight your way through the parking lot, you fight your way through the school, down all the way to mm-hmm. the gymnasium, and then you have the boss fight in the gymnasium. Right? That did. This game had none of that. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And even yeah, like an open right. world, like in No More Heroes 2, like you went to different shops, right? You had like the, the, the shirt store and you had the gym and all this stuff and you could do all this stuff. All of that was just centrally located like at your house, just like little menus you walk up to, you know, like all of that takes away from the open world part of it. So it made the entire time I was playing, I was like, why is this world here? And why do I have to keep fighting the same enemies over and over to progress the game forward? Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by it was a slog. Like, I just felt like I was uh, endurance. Like, it was just like, see if you can, let's see how many people quit before they get to the end. <laughs> that's true. Probably most. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a so, shame, especially with an end that good. Oh, the ending. I popped hard. I popped so hard when I was like, oh, <laughs> it's it all the crazy so stuff funny. happened. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. it was great. It was great. And I, I just that's why I wanted to say it, because I actually think that me saying that here as a spoiler, maybe I encourages somebody to play it that probably wouldn't or at right. least at least go look up the YouTube video. At least be like, interested go, in it. Go yeah. see it. Because, yeah, he puts Travis in Smash, which is or awesome. if you think you're close to the end and you're thinking about putting it down, maybe push a little bit more to get there. Yeah, it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing. Cool. The dialogue. Well, sorry, awesome. it wasn't everything that you wanted it to be after all this wait. It's okay. Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't think I ever expected that it would be. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grasshopper. It was so funny because he came out and said goodbye to No More Heroes. Then they confirmed that they're working on five games, and that three are new IPs. And he also said he wants to do a Deadpool game. which sounds great in theory, Travis touchdown Deadpool, but like nothing grasshopper has produced makes me go. Yeah. Marvel. Give them the Marvel. Right. No Marvel. Like you need, (laughs) you could, you could choose another one. Yeah. Maybe somebody that does a little bit better, maybe. (laughs) And I, and I, and I don't want to be saying that it just seems like their productions come down a bit. Um, Even with like Travis strikes again, it was very, you know, arcadey and smaller of a game. We're talking about these are the people that did Lollipop Chainsaw, which was like it was pretty you know, like good, a, a big yeah. game. You yeah. know, when it came out, it was a big game. It's like Metal Gear Revengeance. It was like that Bayonetta was a huge one of yeah. its mm-hmm. time. You know, it was like that, like a Dead Rising. These games, like No More Heroes Three, on the terms of quality and scale, like what you put into a game, it's not on that that mm-hmm. level. It feels like an indie game, like an indie developer tried to make a. A big action game is kind of what No More Heroes 3 feels like. I wonder what happened. But, like, you know, they are yeah. indie at this point. Like, they are kind of indie. That's, that's kind of their thing. Did they shrunk in size or did they just change scope? It was like, hey, we're going to. I wish I followed them more to be able to answer that. I don't yeah. know. It's just like, when I see what, like, uh, Thunderful's doing, mm-hmm. their products are a higher quality than this. Okay. You know? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Anyway, that'll do it for us and what we're doing uh, and what you're up to this week here in the Nintendo Shack. So let's get into this week in Nintendo. Today, Nintendo announced Big Brain Academy. Nice. Brain versus Brain. Just coming December 3rd for $30. A fun new multiplayer party game that anyone can play. Also as a solo mode. After picking up this easy to learn, tough to master game. You'll go brain to brain with others in a series of fun, family-friendly activities that are sure to test your wits as well as your reflexes. Did you see the trailer? Yes. I saw a little bit. Yes, 
I didn't know until today that this was a different franchise than Brain Age. I always thought that Big Brain Academy was like a shoot off of Brain Age. It just occurred to me today that they're two different things. They're two separate things. Because they they seem so similar and they both have brain in the title. Makes sense. Um, But I don't know. This is the first game in this series since 2007. I feel like this is just adding another one to... um, uh, to the franchises that Nintendo is just randomly bringing back this year, like the the Advance Wars and the Pokemon Snap and the 2D Metroid, like what is with Nintendo bringing back all these old franchises this year? You know, I mean, Jeff Grubb's going to be crazy when they announce Nintendogs. It uh, could happen at this point. <laughs> we're seeing all these revival of like what DS games, like yeah, in franchises. Yeah. It's it's kind of insane to see. I guess mm-hmm. they, they're thinking, oh, we're back into that like popular space again. We can try to like revive these probably like smaller, but more go family. Casual. Go casual a little bit and, and see if they can grab just a little bit more outside of the audience that's already has a switch. This, I, I think this is a perfect game to put out as it's like no brainer that they should have done. Ha, done ha, I see what you did there. Ah, uh, <laughs> they should have done this a while ago. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad it's coming out now, and it looks like in the commercial, it's like you're having fun with the family. You're trying mm-hmm. to like be, beat out or outsmart the other person. I think that's kind of cool to see. It looks really good for families. It, I kind of wish that I had something like this in college. It seems like it's good for like groups of friends, maybe mm-hmm. um, like people who aren't really super into gaming, but like maybe just will casually like play something every once in a while. Um, it, I looked at the online features for this. I wish that more Nintendo games did stuff like this, just like the the connecting and um, being able to like team up with. It looked like you could do it with strangers online, like this quick reflex match type thing. Um, mm-hmm. There's not too many games I can think of, like the Mario Parties type things that like you could do this with. Um, mm-hmm. It looks, I mean, the games themselves. I don't know how engaging or like long I would want to play them, but the price point seems right. They're not charging sixty for this. Um, I, I'm glad to see revivals like this and that they're trying new things with them. Mm-hmm. Me too. I have no interest. I, I mean, oh, I, I won't get it. But. I won't get it either. <laughs> I'm actually, I was sitting here just kind of thinking to myself, I was like, wow, everybody's into this. Chat's into this. Both of you are into this. I was like, I'm into the I'm idea of it. And I, I think for a different audience, that's not us. This is great. Sure. Maybe I was thinking, I was watching and I was like, I have Mario party for this. That's literally why I have Mario party. Like when I was watching them play the games, I know they're like not the same games, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, I'll just play Mario Party instead. But sure, I know that like Brain Age was giant. I was never into it. And for yeah. me, the way the games look, this is just getting hot take blanket statement. It just look like educational flash games you could play in a browser. Like I don't, I don't value games like that you know it's like those are free like go to pbs yeah, i think i think the point of this one is the connecting with other people sure. and being like a very easy way to you know and it has like the ghost data like maybe you're in a household and everybody has different schedules and like maybe it's something like okay at, at, you know every week we try to like do this challenge and it's like a mm-hmm. way for the family to stay connected or something all at different times and it's probably like better handcrafted games than what you see online as well yeah I, it's really cool to see keep track of like the profiles of like your family or your mm-hmm. friends or whatever and see who can just outsmart one another in various mm-hmm. games yeah i like the concept of it a lot but uh, no, i'm selling it 
I'm not spending $30 for it. No. It should not be more than that. When I say good price yeah. point, I mean like that's like the most that it should be. Okay. Okay. Well, Rebecca. Rebecca. Rumors are swirling. Ooh. Would you like to get into some speculation? Spawning from the most recent episode of the Nate the Hate podcast. And since having been corroborated by Nintendo Life. Apparently, we should be expecting Game Boy and Game Boy Color games to join Nintendo Switch Online sometime soon. Did you read the Nintendo Life article, though? (laughs) Corroborated is a big word that I would not have used. (laughs) Really? It really read like, he's like, yeah, this would make a lot of sense if they did that at this time when people's subscriptions are expiring. What What I read when I read their thing was our sources have told us similar thing. That to me means corroborated. They're backing up. That Did it say that? I don't. I don't know. I think so. Uh, well, I don't know. I think we say this every year. We do. It's been right exactly once. <laughs> you can Zippo, keep saying it. <laughs> Zippo. That's a, the leaker's name that we've brought up a few times on our show over the last couple of years. He updated his blog on the twenty third, stating just just stating that a direct was coming. Nothing to do with. This specific rumor about the other things. So with this rumor and his rumor, now a lot of people are in Hmm. direct speculation. Do you think today's announcement with this big brain thing could have fit in a direct? Or is that kind of like, yeah, we're just going to keep tweeting out our announcements? I would have kept that Mm -hmm. separate. I wouldn't put that in direct. Okay. I wouldn't. Maybe they would. I mean, I'm not Nintendo. I'm not Nintendo either. Just letting you know. <laughs> Garrett, in your opinion. <laughs> Guys, let me tell you, every time I see a Game Boy and Game Boy Color games or Game Boy Advance games, I'm like, just stop, please. Like, I'm I'm getting tired of everyone telling me that these games are coming on Switch Online. I'm not. I'm not expecting it at all. You're not taking the bait? I'm not taking the bait on this one. No. I'm not even taking the bait on the Switch Direct in September. I know everyone's like, oh, every year there's a Switch Direct in September. I'm like... Six years in a row. They're usually minis or like yeah. partner showcases. <laughs> I just keep a level headed, guys. Like, I, they're doing their job. There's like, hey, we, we've heard these sources. We're doing... This is the rumor that we're hearing. I'm glad that they're doing that. And they're and they're they're doing what they they are, what their careers are, basically, is... is to get the the word out i'm just every time i see a switch pro rumor right every time i hear a game boy advance game coming on switch online it's like this might be the switch pro the ramifications of the switch pro yeah now people don't don't they don't listen to you cry wolf nearly as much as before yeah well i i feel like with that one there was a lot of mixed rumors with the switch pro and what we're getting right now with the switch oled so probably like a mix around there but every time I see a Game Boy and Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance game, I just can't. I can't now, accept if it, it. If it did come true, what mm-hmm. would your like? I guess what what would you think about that? Because I maybe I'm like pessimistic here or mm-hmm. not grateful, but I would prefer Game Boy Advance games. Honestly, I, I can't everybody. think of too I think many. Game Boy Color games that I would be really truly excited to play. Like, there's no way Pokemon would be on there. That's what I said in the Discord. I'm not hyped for this, not because I don't think it's cool. It's just I don't have a whole lot of hype for Game Boy games, and I don't think Pokemon would be included. And even if, and here's the thing: even if they were included, which I do think would be cool for some people out there, 
Like, I have the Game Boy Pokemon games. I have them all on my 3DS. So it's like I'm not of a yearning. So I don't think there's anything that they could announce about Game Boy or Game Boy Color that would, you know, like get me to pop or get me to be excited for, for this announcement at all. Me neither. And I've been seeing people talk about it, like on Twitter and stuff. And they're saying there's so many underrated Game Boy games that nobody talks about. And But I can't be so confident that they would add all of those good ones onto the service. You know, we've been asking for so many of the really good SNES games that they're taking their sweet old time on adding. Um, Gee, I don't know. Mario Land or Mario Land games? They would I mean, probably add those, and maybe I would check them out. Yeah, those are those are good ones, I guess. But I mean, no disrespect to those. It's just, you know, I'm just gonna be honest, honest with you. I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of nostalgia for those games. So I don't either. The only games that I really played on my Game Boy were Pokemon and like the Oracle games, and I highly doubt that those would come to the service. So yeah, it it sounds to me unappealing enough for it to make sense <laughs> like i'm gonna believe it i'm like yeah this makes sense yeah as kyle says they're gonna put tetris in there tetris it's like yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense and we can't after, complain because it's adding to the service and it's making it a better value tetris 99 and and we've got tetris connected coming and they're like here's the original tetris <laughs> you're welcome Twenty dollars. You I'll will be grateful. It. I'll be grateful. I will still play it. I'll be happy <laughs> to play it again. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm not. Oh, okay, so to hype this up a little bit, Rebecca Monolith Soft have put on their website that they are having scheduled server maintenance on the eighth. Ooh. Xenoblade Why Chronicles. am I excited about that? Xenoblade Chronicles three. Maybe. Could it be in the direct? Question mark. It's possible. That's something they could also just announce on their own. They can. They can. Well, they can announce anything whenever they want, however they want. I, I here's the thing. I'm not shooting down the 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 speculation of a direct. It makes sense. Yeah, they do a direct. Show us a little bit more about at least a game or two to expect before like May next year. You know. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. They can still showcase the games they've got coming this fall. You know, mm-hmm. they can showcase. Advance Wars, and they could showcase Pokemon, and they can showcase Mario Party. Um, so, yeah, direct. Sounds I don't know. Right. I feel some like if games, they're supports. yeah, when I'm thinking a direct, if they're just showing us games that have already been announced, or showing us a little bit more, that's not something that's going to get people excited. That's that's going to be a oh, bad direct. Not. But if you throw in a Xenoblade Chronicles three trailer, you yeah. have to show the game, right? Just still trailer and a date. Mm-hmm. Um, or just a trailer with mean, the data at that point. Um, but if they throw in a thing here or there, yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, if Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is on the roadmap for next year, then yeah, show it. Like I don't think that they don't need to wait till E3 to show that, I don't think. I'm like, wondering like, what else got, could got they got have Arceus. up their sleeves? We've got Arceus, Splatoon 3. What's the other one? Arceus, Splatoon 3, Breath of the Wild 2, Breath maybe. Um, Bayonetta three. I just Bayonetta? feel like they're they've like almost shot themselves in the foot here with like announcing so many things like so, so far in advance that it's like mm-hmm. if they had a September direct, what 
new things are they showing us that isn't extending it even further that would make it like hard to have a January direct. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. And, and, and I think they could always hold something for the game awards as well. Yeah, like I feel Game Awards is like when we start hearing like maybe more Breath of the Wild, things like that are coming you know, more more immediately in you know, <laughs> early twenty twenty two. But just I I don't know. It feels like E three just happened and now we're we're finally like in this stretch of games that are gonna be coming out. What would they show us right now? I don't know. I don't either. I, I like your logic. They do have a new system. And sometimes I think there's good marketing just to do marketing. And I think they can get some new games. They've got new games that I'm sure, like with indie games, with third-party games, that they can get in there. Well, indie. Yeah, they could. Well, we just had an indie direct, didn't we? Right, but you take maybe like a big indie. Maybe a third-party. a third-party game. Yeah. And you throw in one of your games to be announced for next year. And then you, you know, you give your new games that are coming up another rub. Hey, don't forget about Mario Party. Hey, don't forget about Advance Wars. And uh, don't forget, we have this new system. You know. They've been doing a lot of oversharing on Twitter lately with all those games that you just mentioned. They've been mm-hmm. way oversharing about Metroid. Well, Metroid They've been for sure. w- like yeah. way oversharing about some of these games, and I just feel like that's kind of their strategy for this fall. Um, I could see them doing maybe a, one of those uh, third par- uh, partner showcases, third party yeah, partner showcases. Yeah, I definitely could them. too. Because it feels like those are more of the area of, well, we don't really know what's coming up next. Like, maybe they could put in the Life is Strange release date in there. Maybe they could, you know, throw in all those those other fancy things. If the Switch Um, is actually getting Grand Theft Auto games? Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's like what they close the show with. I don't know. a great way to introduce Mm -hmm. Switch fans to those games because they haven't gotten them in 20 years. I just feel like that's considering what we know and what we don't know. That to me seems a lot more likely than a first party direct. Or maybe we just get a mini, you know? I don't think it's going to be a, a big thing. I think I, that's asking too much right now. Hmm. I'm very I'm pessimistic. Open <laughs> I'm open to anything. I, I honestly think that they're good right now. Like they're solid. Yes. So I think you can look at both different ways, right? You can look at it like they don't need it. I don't think they need it. Um, but at the same time, like they could look at it as just trying to keep momentum going and not go quiet. Um, it makes sense. So I think, yeah, I, I think something from Nintendo sounds about right. And the Nintendo Switch Online stuff sounds about right. Game Boy, Game Boy Color. I'm sure somebody out there is super excited for those. I'm not. But added value is added value. It's like good for them. I think I would like Game Boy games just because I did not play any other Game Boy game other than Pokemon. And I know there's some great ones out there. I think I would prefer Game Boy Advance because there's a lot of other more Game Boy Advance games I would play, but yeah, yeah. same. I think I'd be more excited for Game Boy Advance on the mm-hmm. Switch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just I, if you give us a little bit of something this month or close to that, again, keep the momentum going for Nintendo. Because I feel like we barely get anything from them these days. It's just very tiny pockets here and there, um, and we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, be on the lookout. Shackers, never know. Maybe tomorrow we'll wake up with a direct. Uh, very we much. Never announce them on Fridays, Donnie. Don't be silly. Don't it be happens. silly. Well, that's the thing. It's like they're the. I've seen a lot of the folks on Twitter. They're like, it happens every September, and I'm like, yeah, but we said that like last year when they went an entire year without a direct. Like, 
at this point, nothing means anything. Like I've yeah. just ruled it all. Like there are no patterns or anything that really means anything. Guess Once what? people start trying to find a pattern, Nintendo says, nope, can't do that anymore. They'll do it when Miyamoto wants to. Okay. Like that's, <laughs> that's basically yeah. what this comes down to. They'll do it when they want to. And that's about it. Yeah. So, but I'm sure, I'm sure that they will do something. I, I, we had that, we had that question a few weeks ago. Remember somebody asked if we get another direct before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, like they'll talk to us again before the end of the year for sure. So. It wouldn't. I'm not going to be surprised to see them be like, "Hey, tune in next week for a an indie direct, a partner showcase, or a Nintendo direct, or whatever." Like, yeah. But I agree with you, Rebecca. Like, if they if they did say, "Tune in next week for a Nintendo direct," I wouldn't go in being like, "Breath of the Wild." No, 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 no. no. At the very most, maybe we see Xenoblade. Maybe. Like that would be kind of like the top end of what I'm expecting. That would be the hope. I'd be yeah. looking. I'd be thinking more like ports, um, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, third party games, stuff like that. Cool. All right, Rebecca, why don't you hit us with some questions? Okay. TPR says, Donnie, you must give up either golf games or Suda games. Which do you rid yourself of and why? That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Probably Every golf game. Suda games. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I thought so. Yeah, golf games are my comfort food. And I love Suda games. I don't love them all. Like, Killer Seven's really hard to go back to. Killer's Dead's hard to go back to. Mm-hmm. Some of them are hard to even play, like, in terms of modern hardware. Like, you've got to have a 360 or a PS3 or a PS2 to even play. Um, but golf games are my comfort food. You know, I play them kind of all the time. It's like the glue that holds mm-hmm. all of my game, my gaming together. I'm kind of in a, a constant state of playing some sort of golf game. Golf Club Wasteland, by the way, is out. Mm-hmm. So everybody go buy Golf Club Wasteland. Um, so yeah, I don't think I could give up golf games forever. There we go. There's your answer. Auntie says, if you could only pick one of the following, which would it be? He's giving us console pairings. My Switch- answer is... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I gotta read it because people can't see the list. You have it yeah. in front of you. Switch... And Xbox Series, XRS or whatever, Switch and PS5 or Switch and PC? My answer is probably going to shock mm. some folks, but I'm probably going to go Switch and PC mm. because the Switch and Xbox Series kind of, they cancel each other out in a lot of ways because if you have Game Pass, you're going to be picking up a lot of the indie games that make Switch like really valuable mm-hmm. um, and it really eats into your library switch and ps5 makes a lot more sense because i think between those two you've got a lot of exclusives that you can't get anywhere else mm-hmm. except that if you get on pc and switch you're kind of getting the best of everything because there are pc ps5 exclusives on pc you can get game pass on pc you can get cheap indie deals on pc and a lot of times you can get a lot of these switch indies before they show up on switch on pc so the answer is probably Switch and PC. That is the definitive answer. Thank it you, Donnie, for, for <laughs> saying that. It's the most logical one, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, just just looking at those options. It is. As somebody who primarily I, plays on Xbox and Switch, I'm constantly like yeah. sometimes I'm like looking at my Switch and I'm like, you kinda you need more games. <laughs> I get Why don't so, you have more games? <laughs> I get so many of them on this other box, like seemingly for free. You know, I'm just like, oh. Come on, Nintendo. Buy some more exclusives. 
That is also my answer. Um, Switch and PC, I feel like, especially if you're trying to play the most games or the biggest variety of games, you pretty much have almost all of your bases covered if you go that route. But just because both of you said that for your answer, I'm just going to go against the grain and say Switch and PS5, just because I feel like that's the combination with the best exclusives. So I think if you're trying Mm -hmm. to play not necessarily the most games or like the best way to play games, but you want to play the best exclusives, that's the way to go. Yeah, but all those exclusives are coming to PC. <laughs> they literally hired a porting st- uh, studio for yeah, that. PlayStation's yeah. about to get that money. They're about to yeah. get Good for them, man. Of like, course. It's good for all of us. And good Plus, for you all get PlayStation us. Now. You can do that. PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation Now. Yeah. You can get Game Pass for PC, and then mm-hmm. you're basically set on like everything on PlayStation. Yeah. And then you could just, you know... Uh, play ROMs and emulators and, and then Steam Deck. I mean, come make, on, guys. PC Master. We can't encourage that, though, Garrett. <laughs> encourage it? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not uh, into it, though. <laughs> Eric says, what's the best game you've ever played on a pre-switched Nintendo system that wasn't a Nintendo IP or published by them? He says, for example, mine was Turok. Well, you guys know how much I love my Turok. Mm-hmm. Priest, okay, so something that came before the Switch. It's like the best third party yeah, or indie like the before the third party. Oh, okay. Or exclusive that was on a Nintendo console mm. before it was on anything else. Or it didn't even, that didn't even have to say before it was anything that you played on a Nintendo console, I guess. So really just like a, question. A, oh, okay. like a non first party game. Yeah. Before the Switch. Like, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, GoldenEye or the N64 wrestling games. Those, I also those played, are good ones, yeah. I also played Resident Evil 4 on GameCube first. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know how good of an answer that is. No, that's pretty good. I was thinking and of I, Resident Evil. I love it on Wii. Mm-hmm. I think the Wii version of Resident Evil 4 is the best. Mm-hmm. You got Chrono Trigger. I didn't play that pre-Switch, though. Beautiful oh, Joe. Oh, Oh, played on a. It says played on a pre-Switch Nintendo system. Yeah. So not on Switch. <laughs> I didn't play it on a Super Nintendo either. Um, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> I sure that counts. Like Square Enix I mean, RPGs, like pre-Switch. And I have a lot of answers for that. If we're, um, uh, <laughs> you're really thinking here. I mean, I like. I'm just going through all of my favorite non-Nintendo games that I played on Nintendo systems. So, yeah. No More Heroes, Battalion Wars, like I said, GoldenEye 007, obviously, GoldenEye, jumps yeah. right to mind. Um, Perfect Dark, N64 Wrestling Games. Like, I think all of those are good answers. Turok's a great answer. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm going to say a game that I played legitimately, like, not emulated or anything like like actually pre-switch um i don't know why my mind jumps right away to uh beetle adventure racing on the nintendo 64 so nice. good cool. best racing game ever mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting mm. take mm. it is I mean, so data con racing is right there but you know doesn't matter anybody who's played it knows what i'm talking about <laughs> I'm sure they the two other people do in yeah Bayonetta too. Bayonetta that's that a good one too. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not first party. Yeah, it was on the Wii U. It's exclusive though. <laughs> that's but Bayonetta true. Bayonetta two was awesome. 
Mm. That was a great game. He said it doesn't have to be exclu- exclusive or not exclusive, right, right. just That's not Nintendo thinking. IP. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. That's a good question. Oh, the age old question. Ricky wants to know Do you think we'll ever see home screen themes for the Switch as we do on the 3DS? No. What theme would no. you like to rock on your system? No, I think at this point it's it's just so clear that they value the simplicity of the home screen and No, not. they value that they don't care as long as they're making money. Let's just be like, real. I like, would make them money. I yeah, would they could sell so the much. themes. I would buy them. <sighs> I, I don't know how much more. On 3DS. 30. That's actually kind of great. I never bought a theme on 3DS. I bought 30 of them. I didn't buy 30, but I bought a couple. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, I at least have 30. I think I have 30 to 50 themes. I got a lot of them through points and whatnot, but I've definitely bought, to be a little bit more, I've definitely bought at least like 15. I bought 15 themes. Okay. Like cash money. Cool. I feel like most people would buy at least one. Oh, for sure. At least one. At least one. How so if you're getting millions things? of people to buy one. Okay, so there are a couple bucks a pop. I bought like 30 themes on PS4, too. Mm-hmm. I had a whole bunch of themes. I love themes. There are a lot of free themes on, on PlayStation. Um, mm-hmm. I would I would love themes on Switch. I would rock all, like, any kind of current video game theme I'm playing, I would, I was like, okay, maybe I'll buy $2 to, to slap it on there and make it a little fancy style or whatever. Imagine like, if they came with games. Imagine if, like, you were to go really buy cool. WarioWare this, you know, this week, and you get a little theme mm-hmm. with it. PlayStation did that. If you pre-order games, you got exclusive themes. Man, I hope they did that pre-order with PS5. No, me. they're not going to do it. And Nintendo did a really great job on 3DS too, because the themes came. They would stylize your folders. Yes. they would stylize the system sounds and the music, and the background yeah. music. Yeah. They even have themes on Tetris 99. On 3DS? No, on the literal game oh, Tetris oh, 99. Tetris. I see what you mean. Yeah, you can unlock no. different themes for Pac-Man your too. game. Yeah. Pac-Man as well. Yeah, the mm-hmm. 99 games. But not I don't think, Switch Home. I don't think the Switch will ever get it, but I, I think it's something that they will go back to on their next console. I, I don't know. I, really I bought all know. the themes that match my faceplates. That's how OCD that's cool. I was. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yep. So when I changed my faceplates, I would go into my system and I would change my theme to match. I, I jailbroke my 3DS and I put Persona 5 themes yeah. in my 3DS. It looks dope. Looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I do miss it too, Ricky. <sighs> okay. Curler says, I don't think I have an answer for this. What Nintendo-sponsored Happy Meals toy would Shaq like to see next? I always loved when they had the Pokemon ones when I was a kid. Oh, man. And it was mm-hmm. always the the boy toys were Pokemon and the girl toys were like Barbie or whatever. And I would always go Hello, get kitty. the Happy Meals and I would be like, yeah, I want a boy toy because it's Pokemon. They were like, get out of here. Honestly. Here's your Bratz doll. Do they still do that? Do they still have gendered toys for Happy Meals or is it just I, like... I don't... I hope not. Do you guys remember that? Boy toy or girl toy? You do remember it? Yeah, sued them out of doing that. Because, (laughs) like, to put Pokemon as a boy toy? Come on. Come on. Girls can't like Pokemon. And that's what I had to do. I had to listen to my parents ask, yes, a Happy Meal with the boy toy 
for my daughter. That's so bad. That's that's yeah. oh my goodness. Early two. But anyway, I loved the Pokemon toys. It didn't really bother me that much because at the end of the day, I was getting a little Pikachu out of it. Um, So I. (laughs) For a while. (laughs) I went to Pokemon collectibles. I would like a Happy Meal with a non-gender specific toy, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They, them, there. I think it's great that your McDonald's cared. (laughs) Really? (laughs) My McDonald's was like, look, I'm going to reach in this box. And you'll just get whatever. You're, you're going to get a bouncing Wait, ball but or whatever. That's what you did back in the day. You used to, when you were getting a Happy Meal, you would say the boy toy or the girl toy. Again, I'm glad that your McDonald's cared. <laughs> McDonald's, I went to it in Cleveland. You're lucky if they got your damn order right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, kid. That wasn't a thing. Okay. I'd like a cheeseburger, please. It's a formative experience for my upbringing, but okay. You'll get some nuggets and you'll like it. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I want a big brain. Let's double down. Oh, big brain. Big brain. Big brain again. As a promotion. I like it. Just math. I want flashcards. Just piss kids off. Just. (laughs) Here's some flashcards. Here's an abacus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I really don't know either. Mario. Mario Party. Sure. Little Mario figures. I'm sure they've done that. Okay, here. We've done both. I want. Animal Crossing toys with all 500 oh, villagers, and you get a random villager figure <laughs> or fill the a random McDonald's random villager plush. So <laughs> you would have all over again scalpers yeah. <laughs> lining up at McDonald's. Hell yeah, you would <laughs> to get all please. 500 of them. <laughs> Can I please get a Happy Meal? Can somebody please give me a Happy Meal? And you know it'll be like 30 year olds. It won't be any kids. No. I'll walk up there and be like, I need 18 Happy Meals. Like, Get out of here. <laughs> Don't even have any kids. Boy or girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Ugh. Oh, no. Well, I think it again. Yeah. Oh. It's like peekaboo. Um, it just no. leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Let me at least ask the next, the, our last question. Sam P says, if Nintendo ever gets into VR which we'll talk about that. What special Nintendo flavor do you think they would put on it? And do you think that they have the best ability out of all the game companies to make it mainstream? Well, they already got into VR. Yeah. Their special flavor they did on it was cardboard. They did it twice. That was great. Right. (laughs) Do they have the best ability to make it mainstream? No. 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 (laughs) VR is a high tech thing. Now, maybe mm-hmm. one day when it becomes available, affordable tech, do they enter that market and do it in a Nintendo way that makes people catch on? Possible. Because they've shown that they've shown a knack to do that a lot of times. But I think somebody's going to crack that code before they get there because PlayStation and Facebook are already, you know, they're already trying to. I honestly don't know how much I believe in the future of VR at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it, they've been trying to crack at it for a few years, like at least like five, six years it's like now. Six or seven at this point. And like everyone was so crazy about it. And now it's just like. I was well, too. Yeah, yeah. You were into it too. Mm-hmm. And then it's just all died off after like. I had PSVR, I had a Oculus. Few years. There were some amazing I, experiences. Beat Saber is incredible. Mm-hmm. Cannot believe that you guys are forgetting that Nintendo pioneered VR with the Virtual Boy. Yeah, I never had one. Yeah. And, and like it's kind of a forgettable experience, to be honest. <laughs> I, I 
I sometimes just, oh, that's a thing. Okay, cool. And then it's just, it's so weird because it's, in a lot of ways, it's very anti-Nintendo. Because it's so solidary and, mm-hmm. and like... Isolated. Yeah, isolated. Um, I don't know. I have a hard time going down that path. I think somebody will have to make it mainstream before Nintendo even considers it, to be honest with you. kind of mm-hmm. I look at it kind of like something like mobile. You know, like Nintendo may dabble, but I don't know how much I expect Nintendo to actually like... We're all in on this. Mm-hmm. I, I think Nintendo would be a little bit more interested in augmented reality where yeah. you, mm-hmm. you're able to see living things in front of your eyes that you can interact and play around with with the friends and family. I think that would be a much more open environment for Nintendo to get into. It was actually kind of crazy that Destiny 2 CEO was like, the future is AR. Like in 20 and 30 years, no one's going to really look at a screen. It's all going to be AR stuff. And I'm like, I definitely agree crazy. with Dara. I don't know that VR will ever be mainstream, at least not in the sense mm-hmm. that we know it. I definitely think if it does go in that direction, it will be more AR than VR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've seen Nintendo already do that, right? They have the AR cards, the 3DS. We've seen mm-hmm. the new things on mobile and Pokemon Go and it's like some AR stuff that they try to do and like that makes sense. Yeah. That's all of our cool. questions. Okay. That's all of our questions. So that's gonna do it for us. <laughs> We're done. Not so fast. Don't leave. <laughs> uh, I tried to get out of here. Um as you know, we've talked about this uh, for the last couple of weeks that this is my last show as the permanent host of the Nintendo Shack. Um, we are some 200 plus episodes in and, uh, it has been an honor to, uh, have Riven, driven Shaq to the heights that it's had and, and all of my co-hosts that I've had along the way, including Rebecca and Garrett, give you all thanks and praise for everything that we've done here together. Um, I'm very proud of the show. Very happy to sit back and see what Shaq has done and how many people enjoy Shaq. And, and I'm excited to sit back and enjoy Shaq as a listener myself. Um, we've talked about it a bunch, but short story. I just can't keep doing so many shows. I need to scale it back. So I'm going to be doing place of video games one time a week. Uh, have you guys listened to the first show already? I listened to most of it live. It was yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Not doing the notes, not editing, not posting, not doing any, I didn't do anything. I just you showed, showed up. up. <laughs> That's all I did for that show. I didn't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> I literally just clicked into the call. I was like, oh, hey, let's do this. So it was great. And um, I think for right now, at least in my period of life, I need a little bit more of that. So, um, yeah, uh, new era for Nintendo Shack begins next week. And we reached out to our Shack listeners last week on the show and on the Twitter and the Discord. And I said, if you'd like to be a part of the show, if you'd like to say something or have a comment or something read, We'd be happy that we'd be happy to make sure that it happens. So kicking us off with nobody better than Elias. Donnie. Elias. Be safe. Make smart choices. Love you. Bye. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was a very point. Elias. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, I knew this was going to be a lot of fun, which is why I thought we should do it. And uh, I Elias wish that you had had people send them to me so that you wouldn't see these ahead of time. <laughs> I didn't see them all. I didn't. Okay. One hundred percent. You you messaged me and you were like, "Don't." I didn't. 
I okay. honestly didn't. I loaded them up. If you guys had been in mail, I loaded these up 10 minutes before we joined the call. Okay. I, half of the, I just downloaded and played them. So I haven't even seen them yet. Um, but thank do you, you want, very you, much, Elias. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> do you want me to read the text ones? Sure. Uh, Garrett, you've got the next one. It was yeah, Joshua, sure. Right? Okay, okay. Sounds good. So this is from G-Man. So Donnie, a farewell, but never forgotten to Donnie. Oh boy, man, this is just so crazy to think that I just started watching Nintendo Shack since July of last year. And now you'll no longer be a host on Nintendo Shack. Donnie, you definitely have created a really great show. And with two awesome people, shout out to Rebecca and Garrett. And you being a host for so long, it's just so crazy to see you go with lots of opinions on games that were great and others that can't really be so impressive. I could definitely say I'll miss you even when you had power outages and even camera and audio <laughs> problems. But hey, nobody is perfect, right? Any, anywho, I hope you and your family will be great and hope to see you in any future Shaq episodes. Go Shaq. Definitely. Definitely. I'll come back to Shaq. Um, obviously, Shaq's my baby. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before, but please let me say it again. Um, this wouldn't be possible without Garrett and Rebecca um, for a lot of different reasons. One... They've got to take on all the, the responsibilities that I'm leaving behind, right? But two, like, and most more importantly, I would never just leave Shaq if I didn't think that Shaq would continue to be Shaq. I love Shaq too much. I've put every blood, sweat, and pixel that I have into making Nintendo Shaq the Nintendo show that I always wanted to listen to. And I hope that always came across. And I actively sought out people that I thought would round my opinion out and played games and have opinions that would... Um, clash with my own. So it didn't sound like we were just playing the same things. It started with Jason and definitely continued with Carol. And then when I brought the two of you on, I think we had a, a really great chemistry and a mix for these past 100 episodes or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's going to keep going forward. And I'm, I'm eager to listen to it. And I've got all the faith in both of you. Now, Shackers, you got to give them some patience. They got to <laughs> edit a show. They got to produce a show. Like, if things sound a little wobbly at the start, like don't give up on them. You gotta stick with them because they're they're just starting. We're trying, um, <laughs> but I wouldn't be able to join a different show if these two couldn't keep the standard that I would expect of this show. And uh, for that, I, I'm very very grateful. This is going to be uh, a lot for me to return, kind of more to uh, a better balance with work and with my home life, um, especially with work. Um, I think going forward and, uh, in a lot of ways, it's kind of weird because Kevin, I leaned on Kevin so much for PSVG. Um, but without him, it really feels like I can't lean on somebody else. Like if there was somebody else that was going to resurrect PSVG, it feels like it kind of has to be me. And that's why I was, you know, kind of moved to, to shut Empire down because it's like I can't turn that over to somebody else. And if I can't do another show. Right. So like if it if it wasn't I couldn't do this with anybody else, it has to be me because I'm you know, the czar of this. So mm-hmm. um, again, without you two to pick up this, I couldn't do it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you much. Moving to our next video, we've got Kyle the Pug. What is going on, Donnie? It's your boy, Kyle the Pug here, the one and only pug. And I know, I'm, I'm not a pug, I'm actually a human being, but I could be a pug in disguise, I don't know. But anyways, we have come to the final episode of your appearance on the Nintendo Shack, and it's going to be really, really weird 
not seeing you on Nintendo Shack because you basically made that show and you kept having me come back to listen every single week, whether it was live on Twitch or if it was just like one of the VODs on YouTube. I always, you just, you were the, you were responsible for me to keep coming back to listen to all these great episodes and all the great content you produce out here. And I just want to say that you're going to leave the, the uh, Nintendo Shack podcast in good hands with Rebecca and Garrett and the third host, which I'm excited to uh, find out who it is here, you know, very, very soon. So I can't wait to see who the uh, host is on the uh, Nintendo Shack. But at the end of the day, I'm going to miss all your points, all your, you know, clever heel moments. And I'm just going to miss you on the show in general, man. You're just uh, you're just you're one of a kind. And there's only one Donnie in PSPG. And that's you, brother. So keep kicking ass, man. Take care. And as always, hashtag bug bark. I literally started the show. Not basically. You kind of <laughs> did. I don't know. Basically. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle the Pug, very much for all of your support and listening and, and all of your questions that you've just phoned into the to the show over the years. He's been here for so long. Such a staunch supporter to yeah. all the Animal Crossing stuff. You know, shiny cue bones out the wazoo, like Kyle the Pug's the man. So thank you. Thank you thank very you, much. Kyle. Yeah. Kyle uh, wrote in, what are my top five best and worst moments of the Nintendo Jack? Give us 10 <laughs> moments right, right? now. Um, I'm not going to do worst <laughs> moments. I don't think I have worst. You know what? what? Talking about Super Mario 3 last week when I was supposed to be talking about Super Mario World. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's a worst moment. That's a low point. Jeez. That's a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> You guys should have stopped me. <laughs> Your five right? worst are each of the times you talked about the Switch Pro. <laughs> the Switch Pro. <laughs> uh, we talked about machine learning. Every time Rebecca <laughs> took swipes at Mario games mm. are a wor- worst moment for me. Low blows. <laughs> low, low stops. Um, top five moments. Favorite episode is the No More Heroes Travis Strikes Again because I felt like I was like in my element. I was in mm-hmm. rare form that day. Mm-hmm. Um, really loved the Pear Schneider episode. Yeah. That was a big surprise. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. I like it when I get to surprise you guys every now and again. Um, also, having listened to NVC, kind of having fashioned the show in the shadow of NVC for so long, you know, like that, that was really cool. I'm really proud that Caroline and I talked about no, uh, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses for like six weeks. I remember that. I like, really enjoyed that. Just for a month. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget how much, how the, the gratitude that I felt when Kevin came into our chat and he was like, again? Why? Why are you still talking about this game? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that Nintendo Shack, like, we stand hard for Fire Emblem. That was okay. definitely like a Nintendo Shack game. You know, like when mm-hmm. everybody else is moving on to the latest and greatest, there we were still going depth. It was a long game, man. Of Dorothea, her story, and, and oh, everybody. Yeah. 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 That Camilla. was really, really cool. Um, Astral Chain, Luigi's Mansion. So many things I think of it just like a really cool moments or like almost revolving around specific games, you know, that I got really excited to come. Mm-hmm. I know my about. top moment. Is the Halloween episode? Yes, same. Uh, <laughs> that still gets me. Me and Garrett trying so hard to so keep hard. things afloat, and like you're popping in, and it's like just Wario. It's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like 
<laughs> let me let me talk about this. That might have been one of our first shows without you, and I think we were trying to do it on our own, and we're like, "This is so off just, the rails." I was hell bent on making sure that it went awful. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have to fit you somewhere. <laughs> I feel bad about it. It's just I wanted to be on that show. I got dressed up. I it was to be way on that better. <laughs> so badly. That I was willing to do whatever I could. I should have started like my router from like my generator and just ran off like a generator. Like I was so upset that I couldn't make it. Oh, good times. Really, really good times. Kaiju wrote in next. Rebecca, why don't you take that one? Yes. He says, how does it feel to have made an impact on so many dedicated listeners and see the community grow and change? I started listening to Shaq over three years ago and things have changed so much. How would you like to see Shaq and PSVG grow for the better within the next three years? Wow. It's very flattering. Um, the second question, I'd like PSVG and Shaq to be here in three years. Um, at that point, like that would be a really great starting point. That'd be good. Um, it's a lot to depend on other people to give up their time and put in the effort to keep things consistent and be there each and every week. It sounds easy. Um, especially like maybe when you're young and you don't have like a full life commitment of things to do, it gets much harder later in life. Um, and then to expect somebody to do anything for three years in a row is a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would just be really, really happy if we're all still here in three years. That would be. That would make me really happy. And a big part of this change for me is to try and make sure that that happens, mm-hmm. which I spoke to on our first episode. Um, as to the impact thing, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's overwhelming to even think about, to be honest with you, because I listened to podcasts for years before I started this podcast. So I know that feeling of feeling connected to a host. It's a big reason why I wanted to start this show is I felt like I was lacking that feeling or had lost that feeling. And the way that I fashioned this show and the energy that I wanted to bring this show and how I wanted to like cover it. And the reason that I was excited to talk about the speculation and the rumors when other shows didn't is because I thought that was the fun part of being a fan Mm -hmm. that I wanted shows to do. And since the switch has come out, there's a hundred shows just like Shaq that do the same thing. The Switch's popularity has just created a boon in Nintendo Podcasts um, um, where there wasn't when we started the show. Um, not that we were here first. There's definitely been much longer-running Nintendo shows. But before, when we started the Wii U, um, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of that out there. And I brought that to a community, and that led me to wanting to start the podcast just to begin with. And one of my favorite episodes of PSVG actually was about the Wii U. It's called Wii U Remember Me. And uh, we did like a two hour, just, I don't know, memories, walk down memory lane with the Wii mm-hmm. U and everything about it. And uh, that was one of my favorite episodes. You know, another one of my favorite episodes that I did, I did one episode with Caroline where I walked through Nintendo's entire first party studios. Every, every studio that they had and what they were working on and what they've worked in the past and what they've done in the future. That was another one of my favorite ones. I put a lot of research into that one. Uh, It was a really great episode. Um, so like I'm flattered that somebody might think that I had an impact and it's almost hard to believe because literally anybody could do this. Um, but I'm really glad that some people may think that about this show. I'm sure this show will continue to do it without me. Rebecca and Garrett, you guys are great. You guys are perfect additions when I added you. I knew that. So I can only imagine that this show will keep, you know, keep doing that for other people. 
And um, again, I'm not going by forever. You guys will see me from time to time. And if you ever miss me, just click over to play some video games and you can find me talking about whatever I'm playing on Switch or Xbox or whatever over there. So, but thank you very much, Kaiju. It was great. Now we're up to, is it Auntie? We've got Annie's message next. Auntie, is that, maybe? Is that, that the one in Discord that you sent me? Yes. Okay. Apologies for waiting to the last minute, but I didn't know whether to do video or audio, so I'm just sticking with text. And just like this message to you, I waited nearly till the last minute to find this awesome podcast and community. I've listened to the same podcast for years and years, starting in the early 2000s with things like Go Nintendo, Radio Free Nintendo, and IGN. Then pretty much only listened to them till the Wii U era when I found Game Explain and the Nintendo Dads. I for sure would have loved listening to PSVG during that time if I, if I knew about it. If it weren't for the Switch launching, I would not have gotten back into Twitter. From there, I found Rebecca and immediately became a fan, like most smart people. Then I saw smart thank guy. you. <laughs> then I saw this Nintendo Shack thing, and she was on streaming on Twitter. Uh, then, just like smart people again, I immediately became a fan of you and your other shows on PSVG. Also, quick shout out to Elaine; she's literally the coolest. Now on to you, Donnie. Also thank true. you. Even though I've only been here for a little over a year or so, I need to say thank you for the years you have put into this network of yours. You're all amazing people, and I don't even have an Xbox, PC, or PlayStation, but I still listen to all of your shows to stay informed. Well, I guess I have a free Stadia, technically. But anyways, <laughs> I will surely miss you on this show. Miss your takes on the shenanigans of Nintendo, but I know this show is in good hands for sure. Rebecca and Garrett and whoever else will be joining the show will continue with the, the foundation you have set and take it to new heights. Also, Garrett, thank you for the in-depths of RPGs. I You're love welcome. the games, but they take me years to beat. I still need to beat Xenoblade 2, Dragon Quest 11S, for example. Do you? But anyway, do you? Before, you. <laughs> before I ramble too much further, this is where Donnie lays his Joy-Cons in the middle of the ring as our favorite wrestlers leave their boots when they finally retire. Once again, thank you. Wow. It's very, very, very nice. Got two more video messages. Kick us off. Hello, Nintendo Shack. Donnie, Garrett, and Rebecca. This is Zach Adams, patron, supporter, and fan of Nintendo Shack. Donnie, just want to take a second and say thanks, man, for doing all that you've done to make Nintendo Shack what it is. I look forward to continue to be a fan and supporter of the Shack. And look forward to uh, listening to play some video games. And I look forward to what happens with PSVG as a whole and how things go down the road. Um, one last question for you guys. A uh, bit of a three-parter. But anyhow, here it goes. Uh, what do you all feel like Nintendo does very well when it comes to games, uh, consoles, stuff like that? What do you feel like Nintendo doesn't do very well that they could work on? And where do you see Nintendo at in the next five to ten years? All right, guys, have a good show. Thanks for everything, man. Take care. Boom. What do you guys Aww. think about those questions? Hmm. Good questions. Yeah. What does the Nintendo do very well? What does Nintendo do very well? Uh, their games, of course, reviving their franchises and making them as popular as they ever can be and refreshing on those franchises to make them a bunch of money. They do very well with that. <laughs> That's true. Their, yeah, their IPs are definitely their strength that yeah, nobody else can touch. <laughs> their IPs, their games, and their, their philosophy on game design um, appeals mm -hmm. to a wide audience. 
And they double down on that when they get a lot of criticism for doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Nintendo has a very good representation of who they are. Like they've got an image. They know what they are and what they do. Mm-hmm. And they stick to that. And um, I think that's what's helped Nintendo through so many years most. Mm-hmm. What about not so well? The way they handle their back catalog of games. That's a big one. Yeah. I agree with that. I think um, a little bit more towards that is just like what, what, what fans do, like a lot of fan service and, and they mess with games and they try to, I wouldn't say copy, but inspire games from their franchises and they shut them down. They, they like to shut people down so hard and not give them any reason why it's like it's because it's our franchise and we need to keep an image and and just shuffle them away and they're doing it out of a good cause a a lot of fans out of a good cause i think but nintendo i feel like it just it feels a little bit cold-hearted in that case um but i don't know i think you're both right i think nintendo has always been very conservative yeah. Even though they can be experimental at times with certain things, there's still always a very conservative company. They dip a toe often. And um it's it's kind of strange because it was never like at the root of their company that's not what they were. Right? Um but mm-hmm. as as they've gained or garnered more and more success, it's who they've become. And I think that makes sense. I think you can draw a lot of parallels to why that's happened. That makes sense, probably the logical outcome. But I think they could tend to be a little bit more um, pressing. They could be a little bit more assertive with their things, and they could push a little harder than they do. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a a great formula. It works for them. They use existing tech um, with their IP, and they marry it together at a price range that makes makes sense. Um, But, like, I see what they're doing or what they're not doing with, like, something like mobile or something like VR or something like streaming where I see a plethora of what they could do or like, like the back catalog, even Nintendo switch online. Like there's a lot of avenues where I could see that they could really push forward, but they don't. And um, I'd like to see them do that a little bit more, like even PC, you know, like they're just mm-hmm. a very, very conservative company. Um, so I'd like to see them do that a little bit, a little bit better. And then I guess to bleed into that question, where are they in the next five to 10 years? Probably, Five to ten is really soon. <laughs> That's a big range. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like it's closer than you think. It right? is like, pretty close, yeah. Um, probably a lot to where they are right now, to be honest with you. Um, I think with the Switch, they've hit on a space that they can hold for a moment. Um, but we're already seeing that that space is being pressed. It's being mm-hmm. pressed with streaming, with mobile devices. It's being pressed with mobile devices. So eventually they're going to have to pivot. I've always thought that the long-term pivot for them will be streaming in one way or another. I think they'll have a device that can be streamed and or played locally and that it will be available on PCs and TVs and within apps. And that's a weird space for them to be in because I don't know how much, I don't know what that might or might not do to value their games. I could see them Mm -hmm. as like a premium streaming thing. And to be honest with you, ultimately not answering this question beyond 10 years from now, I could see them being consolidated into like a Disney plus or something. Yes. Mm. And I could see you being able to stream Mario games next to playing like a Disney thing or something. Um, because as the future of technology progresses, what becomes less important is the physical technology. Yeah. And that's a space where I believe the Nintendo 
I don't know where they exist in that future, if not a part of some other conglomerate, because I don't think they can create their own standalone game streaming thing and survive. Because mm-hmm. with PC and Sony and Xbox, especially with Game Pass, Stadia, what other people are doing the streaming services, it's be harder and harder, harder than it already is for Nintendo to find third-party and indie publishers and stuff to support them. I believe they could create a streaming service of Nintendo stuff on their own that would be valuable. I just think it'd be more valuable to somebody else. I could see I could see Netflix giving them like ten billion dollars or something, you know, to, to license that or give them the technology to do that. Yeah, I yeah. see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good answer. Um, I I more or less agree with you that the streaming service, especially for Nintendo, it makes sense. It makes it super accessible to everyone to play their games, and that's what they want. And and especially in in Japan as well. Like if if you just give someone a streaming stick, a little tiny stick that you just pop into a monitor or pop into a TV, and boom, there are your games right there, and you just grab a controller. Yeah, I think it, it really makes sense for Nintendo to go that route. Um, I. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they would do much more. I don't know what's beyond the Switch, to be honest with you. Like, I, I'm really trying to think. I think we'll get another, I think we'll get another Switch. Maybe two. I think we'll, we'll get, we'll a couple get switches. switches. Yeah. But then I think, I've always said this. You guys have heard me say it before. I think they'll take the Switch online approach, and I think they'll do a Nintendo online thing with back and bad titles. And I think they'll mm. bring that to mobile, and they'll bring that to other devices and PC. Mm-hmm. I think they'll start small. But that's going to grow. I think it's going to grow quickly. And then the question becomes, like, is that a viable business for them to do on their own? Like, I'm Mm -hmm. sure they'll be profitable. Are they going to be as profitable as selling hardware? Probably not. But does the user and engagement from something like that become super valuable to somebody else that wants that engagement? Like, it's it's so in the tech world, it's all about engagement. Mm -hmm. How many people are you you know, applying yourself to you. Like how many, how many eyeballs, how much attention can you create? Yeah. Nintendo can create a lot of attention. That's why I look at somebody like Disney. Like if Nintendo ever gets to the point where they are streaming in a browser, in an app, like if you're Disney, why wouldn't you be like, let's partner mm-hmm. all of the Nintendo games and all of the Disney movies right here in this thing. You pick up oh, a control and you play in your TV. That'd be that would be madness. Awesome. It makes so yeah. much money. Like it prints money. Um, they're almost like natural partners in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I've thought about that with a long time with Apple. I think Apple in a lot of ways could be very, very similar. Like, could there be, if Nintendo ever did a streaming solution, could Apple give Nintendo so much money to make it exclusive to iOS? Yeah. They yeah, have I, the money. Then I it doesn't have the money a, to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. They could go to Nintendo yeah. and be like, we want this. We don't want this on Android ever. We want this all the time on iPhone, on iPad, and IT, on Apple TVs. And could you imagine, like, Nintendo games on Apple TVs? Like, an Apple TV isn't that far from a Switch. All of a sudden, you start to build, like, a cross-pollination. I know it sounds crazy now, but on the tech side, it's really not. It's That could be three years from now. So, like, 15 years from now, yeah. I definitely think that's where we're headed because... As much as I love Nintendo and I love their hardware, I I mean no ill will. It's just the way technology is going. What what the internet has done, if you look at it holistically from a macro level, is in the last twenty five years, it's taking the middleman out of everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is independent, and direct to the source. Right? Nobody needs eight devices of anything. It's all about one device that does everything. And the more and more civilization moves down that path, 
the less and less and less, the harder and harder it's going to be for somebody like Nintendo to, to just survive. Uh, and I'm not trying to spread doom. I'm not saying that at all, but I think the numbers show it even, even with the Switch as a success it is. Again, it's one platform versus two, right? This mm-hmm. is not the Wii and the 3D and the DS. This is less than that. Um, we're, we're starting to see that. And I think the diminishing returns generation over generation are just going to come from that squeeze. I think there's a lot of people already now. They're like, why do that when I can do that on my tablet, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. laptop, my phone? You know, that like, that's sense. something that's going to be harder and harder for them to do. As technology gets there. Yeah. I think with the recent um, news with the chip shortage and also they're recently raising their prices on chips. And if Nintendo does not have to worry about manufacturing hardware and just chop that out and just give it directly to the user. I totally agree with you, Donnie. It's like printing money to them. It's going to be insane. It's odd. It's kind of a Nintendo thing. It's like almost a Nintendo way of thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like a console without the box feels very Nintendo. I, I yeah. absolutely can see them selling controllers. Yeah. I can absolutely see them selling controllers, little streaming sticks, a multitude mm-hmm. of controllers, a mm-hmm. bunch of controllers. And selling a bunch, like eight different controllers. Pick your own. Pick one. When you play N64 games, Super Nintendo games, here's our pro controller. Like it seems like a Nintendo way of doing things. Mm-hmm. So I love all those ideas. I think Nintendo... They are masters at giving us stuff that we didn't even know that we wanted. Their entire history just giving us, like, the Wii? Like, what the heck is that? Like, we're waving a stick at a TV? Who asked for this? But it ended up being genius and setting, like, a whole pathway for gaming ahead of it. You know, the Switch, the hybrid aspect of it, like, totally genius. Like, I didn't even know that I wanted something like that, but it ended up being something now that I feel like I can't live without in gaming. And I think that that's just the Nintendo way of doing things. They look at, you know, the trends of where things are going, but they don't necessarily follow along with that. They give us something that ends up being brilliant that we couldn't fathom or didn't really even realize that that we would enjoy something like this. And I think that's the direction that they will always, at least for a good while, continue to head in that, you know, 10, 5, 10 years down the road when we think, okay, this is it, like they're going to announce the Switch 2 or streaming or whatever we think would make so much sense that we really want. They give us something else that's like, you know what, that's not what I was thinking of, but I'm going to get it because i got to play the new Zelda game. And then it ends up being something that is, is really special. I think that's just a Nintendo way of doing things. I think you're exactly right. And I just happen to think it's streaming. It could be. (laughs) You could be right. I don't think they're going to do something where it's streaming only. They're still going to make devices. Mm -hmm. I just think they're going to make a device that you can download stuff if you want to. But there's also a streaming element. Yeah. And they'll put it on your TV and they'll put it everywhere. And it's, mm-hmm. it's there, if there, if there was anybody ever to go full blue ocean, like Xbox is trying, but if there was anybody to do it, it's definitely Nintendo. Um, I, this is one of those things I just think it makes all the sense in the world. Um, it seems weird that they wouldn't do it. Um, cause like I said, if you could, you know, I've said it in the past. If they just took Nintendo Switch online as it was now and then they just put it on your phones. Mm-hmm. You could download it to your phone. All of that stuff could download to your phone and play an emulator. And it's, f- it's five bucks a month. How much money would they make from that? They'd make so much money. Like here's Mario three and Super Mario World on your phone, five bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know so, how much money kids put into things like Roblox on their phone? It's insane. 
This is exactly like where my where my train of thought is. Eventually, they're going to get there. What it is is, I think what we've always seen Nintendo do is they wait for somebody else to verify the tech, and then they come in and they slap Nintendo on top of the tech. It's exactly what they did with the Switch. Switch wasn't their idea; it was Nvidia's idea. I did it with the Shield, and Nintendo was like, "But we can make a lot of money with that." And I think they're going to do the exact same thing with streaming. I think they'll be like, "Let's let everybody else vet this out, and it works." And then we're going to slap Nintendo on the front of it and we're going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's going to be one of those things. I think you, eventually people are going to be like, why didn't I ever think I needed this? Nintendo on every device I have at the reach of my hand, wherever I am in the world. What a thought. Because you don't need it with the other ones who are already doing it, but you need it to play the new Zelda game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Great questions. I got one more video message. So, Drew, take it away. G'day, Rebecca, Garrett, Donnie, and all of the Cooperlings here at the Nintendo Shack. I'm Drew Agnew, and I thought I'd just send in a couple of words for Donnie's last show. I really love the Nintendo Shack, guys. It's a highlight of my week. It's a podcast that I never miss. Usually lands on a Friday here, so it's a nice end cap to the week. So it really is one of those special podcasts I always see in my feed and click on it straight away. Sometimes I even catch it live at lunchtime when you guys are streaming on Twitch. So that's very handy as well. But Donnie, I've really loved your coverage of video games, man. Whether it's here on the Nintendo Shack or on Empire or any of the PSVG shows, I really do love listening to you. You have a fantastic voice for this. You have a, just a fantastic take on video games himself. You're interesting to listen to and you just do a really great job. Personally, as a podcaster, I look up to you. I think you're uh, really, really good at this, man. Like, I, I really enjoy your content. And, um, you know, other places like Kind of Funny, all that, you know, I've kind of listened to them less and I've listened to a lot more PSVG. So, I don't know how much more of a compliment I can give you than that, my friend. Just absolutely fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to what the future holds for you with PSVG, being able to put some more energy into just the one show rather than stretch yourself. I don't want you to be stressed, man. God, that's the last thing we need in this world. We need podcasting, stressing us out. We've got family, we've got other commitments, we've got work. So, for goodness sakes, man, just take it easy. But with all that out of the way, I'm really looking forward to the future of Nintendo Shack as well. Rebecca, Garrett, and the third host. I'm looking forward to finding out who that is. I'm gonna have, I had a guest. I sent someone a message actually on Twitter. I said, hey, you're the third host, aren't you? And no, that was a nah, man. I'm not the third host. I'm like, oh, damn it. I'm sure you were. But uh, I'm sure we're going to find out this episode. I'm really looking forward to it. So, everyone, have a fantastic last Donnie show. And here's to the next era of PSVG. And catch you later. Smiling from ear to ear. What what a compliment. What a message. Drew, mm-hmm. you, you nailed it. Home run. Out of the park. Wow. If you know how to respond to that, that was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. For all that you think about us and, and myself and the show and everything. And I'm glad you enjoy everything we do and hope you keep listening. Like I said, in the show notes, Nintendo Shack, you can click, play some video games, subscribe. Follow me on the new podcast as well. You can make sure you listen to all of the shows. Rebecca, you have the floor. Okay. I'm going to try really hard not to cry. I started to tear up when I read Don't cry. (sighs) Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) sing. That was copyright. I can't do that. Could you imagine (laughs) if you actually started singing? (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. 
I joined Twitter in 2017 and started looking for communities to share my love of gaming with. I remember I found PSVG and the Nintendo Shack podcast pretty early on. I needed something to listen to while driving to and from grad school at the time, so I downloaded a few episodes. I had never listened to a podcast before. Very quickly, listening to Donnie and Caro became a part of my weekly routine during my commutes. Way before I even knew what you looked like, your voice became an absolute staple of my car rides, first to grad school, then eventually to my first job ever as a counselor. I found myself arguing with you in the car by myself about all your opinions, and I loved every minute of each of the shows. Do you remember when you did those Mad Libs before each episode for each patron? Yeah. Uh, I always got a kick out of those. I became a big fan of the podcast, joined the Discord, got more involved with the community that you built. You always made me feel so welcome in joining the PSVG spaces, including game nights that you hosted, such as Smash Bros. When you messaged me in early 2020 asking if I ever had any interest in joining Nintendo Shack, I not only felt very special that you had thought of me for such a thing, but I was also super excited to work with you in this role. I was a big fan of yours from listening to you and your thoughts every week, and now this was an opportunity to actually argue with <laughs> argue <laughs> against you live on air instead of alone in my car. All jokes aside, you're a huge part of the reason why I said yes to joining. I knew that Nintendo Shack was special and successful because of you and your hard work, and I was honored to be able to team up with you to help you keep making it great. In a year and a half, we've done so many fun things with the show. We've had several amazing guests, a hilarious Halloween show, the Games of the Year show, a successful long E3 celebration show, so many fun rumor shows and memories that will last forever. None of this would have been possible without your hard work and your personality that, brought, that you brought to the show every single week without fail. I became a fan of the Nintendo Shack because of you, and I became a member of the PSVG because of you. Thank you for giving me this gift because I look forward to Thursday nights every single week. It's been so much fun chatting with you and Garrett about Nintendo, and even though the show will go on, it absolutely will not be the same without you. Thank you for what you've built, and I hope that we, along with the new host, can make you proud by continuing all the greatness that you started. P.S. My mom is a big fan of the show and doesn't miss an episode. She wanted me Aww. to say that she will miss seeing you here. Oh, that's very nice. So much Rebecca's mom <laughs> and Rebecca. Um, that's very, very nice. You're right. You are, you are one of our, our first early devout listeners. I don't know if a lot of folks know about Rebecca. That's how Rebecca and I came across paths. Um, it was DK Magpie. See? None of y'all know anything <laughs> about any of that. Um, yeah, and I was I was super excited to ask you to join the show, and I'll never forget that. I reached out, and she's like, I don't know. And I was like, I got her. Like, <laughs> You're convincing her a yeah. little bit. <laughs> give, me, give me a couple weeks. Give me a couple weeks. I'll make this happen. And then she took off. Like a rocket into the stars. Stop. This is, this is not about me. This is about you. You always make it. Famous. You see, you do that. You, you put other people like way up on the pedestal. And this is. This you is did you. it yourself. I don't, you, I don't know what Donnie's doing. You did it yourself. That's this right. isn't supposed to be about Donnie. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you enjoyed the show as a listener and i'm very happy and grateful that you took me up on my offer to join the show as a guest mm -hmm. and you're the perfect person to take over as host you've got the perfect co-pilot with garrett he rounds you out very well 
the third man is going to join the show and add a spice of pizzazz. It's going to make this thing worth listening to each and every week. I'm excited to listen to it. If I'm excited to listen to it, then you know it's going to be good. And, um, yeah, you know, this is going to be, this, this needed to happen. You know, everything can't last mm-hmm. forever. Um, I've said it before. I've done 200 plus episodes of the show. People know exactly what I think about Nintendo. Like there's nothing new that's going to come out or they're, you know, like they know exactly what I think. And you guys are still going to have the energy and you're going to bring that, that Nintendo love to every episode that makes people want to join. Um, and it's, I think it's good sometimes for change. You know, you don't want to listen to something for so long that it wears out its welcome, you know? Mm -hmm. And as much as I have adored, this is the show that I always wanted to create, you know, after, God, we've been doing PSVG for six years at this point. I've never done anything in my life for six years outside of like married my wife. It's been so long. It's like I've been a husband and then a father and then a PSVG podcaster. <laughs> Those are the things that I've done for six years. I've been podcasting longer than I went to college. Like that's how long I've been doing it, you know? It's crazy. Um, so like, yeah, I, I just feel like. I definitely needed to make this happen uh, for my own sanity, as uh, as Drew said in his video. You know, it, it was a lot, especially this um, past couple years. Not that I not that I am upset or whining about it. It was a blast. I definitely enjoyed it. But I think you two, probably more than our listeners, know exactly like what I think I need to bring to a show. And I'm not the type of person that picks up a game and plays it for ten minutes and talks about it on the show. If I'm going to bring it to the show, then I'm going to play it. And for me to do that for a Nintendo game, for an Xbox game, and then to go host or guest on another thing, like, it's just a big time commitment. Cause, uh, you know, cause that's the standard that I hold myself to. So, like, I'm already looking forward to, like, maybe toning that back a little bit, not feeling so compelled to play every single game that releases. Like, I've been on that, and it's not that I, it's not that I diminish anybody that wants to do that. I loved doing it. Don't get me wrong. I loved being there on the bleeding edge. Just realize that you can't do it forever, right? Just know that it's fleeting. Like nobody can just do that forever. It's not something you can, you can't just live indefinitely in that space. So I just, I reached kind of the end of that rail. You know, I needed to, to tone it back a little after six years, especially I'd say after like the last three years, I think the last three years I have more or less monster hunter and RPGs aside played and talked about every release as soon as possible mm-hmm. you know and that's a lot when you're doing it across multiple different platforms true so personally especially with the docket of games that i've got coming up i'm looking forward to just like playing them as i enjoy them good playing you know? some video games yeah playing some video games and i can rely on my co-hosts to lift me up like if there's a week where i'm not in the mood i can just say i didn't play anything and pass move to the next host you know like not feeling like i've got to say something you know the devil's like i played seven games and here it is destiny i just like <laughs> oh devin's like <laughs> god we're gonna talk about destiny and ghost of Tsushima every episode i think yeah then you're gonna come running back to nintendo you're shack right. you're right i might i might come running back to nintendo shack no i'm 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 very excited to come back to nintendo shack um whenever i do you know, like whenever we get back together, I don't know when like I said, I don't want to jump in on your shows like at the next direct. Um, you got to have those highlight moments to kind of make the new show your show. 
Um, but yeah, every now and again, maybe if I'm playing something, there's a cool indie or something that catches my eye, I might pop in your DMs and be like, hey, I want to come talk. And likewise, I got to make sure you guys come over to play some video games every now and again for sure. Sounds good. Because that was PSVG at its heart at the beginning. And a big part of this is to get back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like our shows aren't separate shows. We're all the same show. We just have different mm-hmm. hosts. But we got to mix and match, you know, more than that too. So Yeah, you're really not leaving. You're still no, around. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, you guys will see me in the chat and stuff. I'll definitely be listening and all that. Oh, man, we have Dark Full Dave. Thank you so much for the for the well wishes. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I've thought about, I talked about this for a couple of years. I've always thought about like, how do I step away from a show? And it was always in the mindset of like shutting it down. So in a lot mm. of ways, this makes me really happy. Like I can't yep. tell you how proud it feels to know that something will exist beyond you. You know, because I always thought that if I didn't do Shaq, the Shaq would go away. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Like, you guys keep it going. And that's that's everything. We'll see how this next month or few weeks are <laughs> with editing. Rebecca, we, who, do, who do you want to edit first? Me, you, the new host? Maybe co-host? we should make the new host do it first. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like we all got a vote. Tutorial. We got a vote. <laughs> and you Sorry. were the one. You're you were the one. in. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys know if you guys you know if you guys need anything you guys know message me i'll help sounds good it's a lot to take on trust me i know i've been there um god make sure you do your locals <laughs> yeah <laughs> make sure you do your locals and don't get rid of your locals until you've verified the the other mix too keep the locals at least keep them uh locally to yourselves because you never know when you might need them never know yeah but yeah definitely keep your locals and you guys will be fine you guys are gonna nail it kick it out of the park like i said I, I think i think the show might be better and i don't see that as somebody's throwing off attention i mean it the show might be better without me you guys listen to me for the last two years you see it in the chat every time a new game comes out I'm like this isn't luigi's mansion 3 though is it <laughs> <laughs> it'll be different it'll definitely be different oh for sure and that's anytime you know that that's definitely for sure People get attached to podcast hosts. It's not about the podcast. It's not about the news. It's not about the rumors. It's not about what you're covering. It's the host. People get attached to hosts. And I know how hard it can be when a host leaves. That's kind of why I started the show. <laughs> I didn't like it when NVC lost their host. And then they went through like 18 hosts since then. And I stopped listening to it all together. Um, I like with what we have at PSVG. Hopefully the new host won't feel so hard to get used to. You know, it's somebody in PSVG. So. We've already said that, right? So it's a familiar so. voice. So hopefully we've made that landing a little easier. And then hopefully, you know, you guys still listen to me. If you want to listen to me, I'm still around. I'm not retiring. I didn't quit. Still my show. Nintendo Shack's still my show. <laughs> it's not theirs. <laughs> um, I'm not going anywhere. I'll just be on a, on a different feed most weeks, but I'll be around. I'll be in the discord. I'm not gone. You guys want to know about the next No More Heroes game? Message me. I'm there. You'll still see me in the chat. When there's a direct, I'll still be there. When there's E3, I'll still be streaming. You know, like that's definitely going to be a thing, you know? So, uh, yeah. Well, with all that said, that's going to do it for us. Two hours mm-hmm. of the Nintendo Shack. Last ride for Donnie Reese here in the Nintendo Shack as the weekly host. It's been a pleasure and an honor. It's been great this entire ride. I'm looking forward to putting my feet up a little 
and relaxing a little, and I'm looking forward to the future of this show with the new host and you two. It's going to be great. Can't wait to see it. So for one final time as your permanent co-host, that's going to do it for us this week. Good night, Kooplings. Thank you, Donnie. Bye-bye.